I prayed much about what God would have me to preach, and I couldn't get away from this message, and I want to bring it to you tonight. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to Ephesians chapter number 4. Ephesians chapter number 4, and uh, I want to bring you a message on all Christians should grow. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 14 through 16. Stand as we read the word of God. Verse 14 of chapter 4, That we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro, and called or carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things which is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth according to the effectual working in the measure of every part maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. Now look at verse number 15 one more time. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. Our Heavenly Father, I pray tonight that we would do one thing, and that's to lift up Jesus. I pray that we come here for a purpose tonight, and that is to worship you. And God, I pray tonight as I bring the message that it would be simple (coughs) to the point and plain so that we might understand what thus saith the Lord. Lead, guide, guard, and direct us. I pray for Brother Kenny and his wife as they're traveling, as he called me just a little while ago, and and, uh, said they're having a good time. And I'm glad for them to get away a few days. And I pray that you'd give them journey and mercy back to their home and back to their church. And we'll thank you for all you do for us. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. You may be seated. I believe if there's one thing today, I don't, plan to, I don't claim to know it all. But dear friend, I believe if there's one thing that we as children of God ought to do is we ought to grow in the Lord. We've come a long ways in the United States of America, and I guess all over the world, in different things. Look at technology. Huh? Look at the telephones. You can't, I can't go nowhere that nobody don't know where I'm at. We have a hard time. We've got telephones. Look at the technology the way it is today. Look at our medicine and doctors and all of what they have learned to do in the past. But I'm afraid there's one thing that we've let down on. And that is, as Christians, we have failed to really grow in the Lord. Christianity ought to be the greatest part of our world. And the, uh, the greatest part of our society. Because we, look, we serve one who our brother said a while ago or when he sung. Jesus died for us. He gave himself for us. He shed his precious blood that we could be saved. We have the greatest reason to be a child of God today. And then as a child of God, we have the greatest reason to grow in the Lord. And I believe today that we ought to be a growing Christian. I tell you folks, something's wrong with us when we don't grow as a Christian. 
If you've been saved for a long time and you're no better Christian today than you were back then, something's wrong, folks. We need to grow. We need to grow closer to God every day that we live. <laughs> Several years ago, where we lived in Honeyapai, one summer, God set a watermelon vine and it grew over the hedges in front of our house. I tell you, it was a it was a conversation piece. When people had come to church, we lived the pastures in front of the church, and when people would come to church, they would look over there and say, when are you going to tear that vine up? I said, I'm going to tear that vine up. And they said, it's growing all over the yard. It was amazing of what that, how big that watermelon vine got. Never did we think it would grow and produce and yield like it did. When the man would come to cut our grass, he'd say, Jerry, you want me to pull that up? No, don't touch that vine. Let it grow. And it grew all over the hedges and everything else. And dear friend, listen, we eat three watermelons off of that vine. That was, but it was God seeing it. Listen, it was truly a joy to watch that thing grow. We didn't set it out. We didn't know why it came up. But it grew for people other than ourselves to really enjoy watching it grow. Because it grew like I'd never seen anything grow. And I, that's what God wanted it to do. God wanted it to grow and produce. Well, friends, I want to say to you tonight, I believe with all of my heart that's God's will for your life. That's God's will for my life, that we grow as Christians. Oh, today, how our churches are seemingly, people are waning away from the church, and they're not living like they used to in the church. They're not enjoying the church like they used to. We don't worship in church like we used to. You know why? We haven't grown in spiritual matters. And I believe we need to grow in the Lord. Whenever a person is saved, they are forgiven and they're cleansed. They're ready to begin to grow in spiritual things. Now a person's not going to grow in the Lord till first of all, they get saved. And they know the Lord. Tonight, I want us to look at the word grow. I want to spell that word for us. And I want us to look at the four letters in it. And see some ways that I believe Christians, we'd be a lot better off. We'd have greater churches. We'd have better Christians in our world today. My friend, we sit back and we see things that are taking over our world. I heard something I mentioned to our Sunday school class this morning. I've got to check it out. I heard a television preacher this morning on television said in our public schools. Now, I don't know this. If you're a teacher here, you might could tell me. But he said that in our public schools that we could pray to Allah. Children in our schools could pray to Allah. But we were not a, a, a allowed to one of our children to pray in the name of Jesus. I hope and pray by the grace of God that's not true. Because if it is, we Christians ought to stand up and rebel against somebody and take a stand and say that, hey, this has gone far enough. It ought to stop. If they can pray to Allah and our children can't pray and learn people who Jesus is, it ought to stop. But friends, you know what's happened? When, Mar when Madeline O'Hara, she got prayer, took out of the schools. What did the Christians do? We sat back and talked, but we didn't do nothing. And you, we let one lady go to the Supreme Court 
and get prayer taken out of our schools. God help us today. Christians, we need to grow and we need to come alive tonight. First of all, I want you to look at the letter G. I believe that we ought to grow in grace. Now, grace means favor. Grace, in the Bible, we're taught that grace is unmerited favor. The grace of God in our life is something that we did not deserve. God gave it to us. And so it's unmerited favor, kindness, and forgiven. I'm forgiven tonight because of the grace of God. God's grace provides forgiveness and cleansing of our sin. Now I'll try to give you a verse of scripture to prove the point that I make tonight on each point I make. But Ephesians 2, 5, the Bible said, even when we were dead in sins, he quickened us together with Christ. By grace you are saved. Dear friend, if you was not saved by grace, if you didn't go through the Lord Jesus Christ to receive your salvation, you're lost in your sins tonight. The only way, and they tell me today, we go through this situation, and I, I, I see preachers sometimes even on television. They feel like, and they're trying to teach us today that you can get saved this way. You can go to heaven this way. Dear friend, may I say tonight, if you do not go through the cross of Calvary, if you do not receive the blood of Jesus Christ and apply it to your heart, you're going to die and go to hell without God. You're not going to heaven without the grace of God being applied to your heart and to your life. Needs are supplied. Not only are we cleansed and forgiven, by the grace of God, but our needs are supplied and blessings are received because of God's grace and his kindness toward us. Oh, ain't God good all the time. God is good and his mercy endureth forever. The Bible said in Ephesians 2, 7, that in ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through what? Jesus Christ. Christ. Christians, grow in grace. How can we grow in grace? I believe that we need to grow in grace. And I believe today that not only because I'm called a preacher, but I believe that you and I as Christians, I believe that we, every day that we live, we ought to grow in grace by imitating Jesus Christ. After all, you know what we are? We're a little Christ. We have Christ within us. The Holy Spirit of God lives within us. And therefore, we are to imitate Him. We are not to live like the world. We are to separate ourselves from the world and not be a part of the world. We are to be an imitation of the real thing and the real person, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. Christians should show kindness at all times. Boy, I tell you, Almost breaks my heart. Not almost, it does. Me and my wife off and on all evening, I've been watching those floods. That's all, I'm telling you folks, that breaks my heart. Uh, I saw them come out and get a little baby a while ago that was on, on the hood of a car. Its daddy was sitting on the hood of a car and they got that daddy and his little baby off the hood of that car. They were rescued. People bringing boats in there and just getting everybody they can and saving everybody they possibly can. And the thing about it, they say the 25 inches of rain in some places that they've already, already received, they're expecting 25 more inches. 
Now, we can't put ourselves in that place. Uh, unless you've been down or somewhere where it's rained like that. Here where we at, I don't know what stops the bad weather. We don't have much bad weather here. I guess the mountains stop it. I don't know. But folks, what in this world would we do if it rained 25 inches? We'd be washed away. We'd be, uh, one lady said, my mama's house, she can't even see the top of it. It's completely under the water. And they said when that, uh, if it rained 50 inches, that it would be 50 inches deep on level ground. But where it run down the slopes and settled at the bottom, it would be a possibility of 16 foot high. And everything will be washed away. And everything, dear friend, listen, why does God allow those things? I, I don't get in on that. I don't know. That's God's business. But Christians should show, we ought to show kindness. And I hope I'm, I'm going to a prayer meeting in the morning. And I hope our association, I hope we send bottled water. I hope we do something to help those people. We need to do it. And so I tell you, I believe that Christians should show kindness to other people at all times. Why? We are the ones who are supposed to be kind. Because we are born of the Spirit of God. And the Holy Spirit lives within us causing us to be what God would have us to be. So the letter G is grow in grace. Second of all, I noticed the letter R. And I looked that up, and, and when we, the reason I got this message together, I looked at that vine, and I said, surely there's a message in there somewhere about the way that watermelon vine grew in our front yard. And God gave me a message, and I sat down that night and started jotting down some points, and this is a message that God gave me. But the letter, the letter R is grow in reliance. Now you say, preacher, what in the world does that mean? The word reliance simply means that we can be relied upon. Dear friend, let me tell you something today. Can you be and I be relied on to be what God would have us to be? Can we? In other words, we go out on our jobs and we'll go out tomorrow. Can we be, say, I went to church yesterday. Well, what does that mean? Well, I learned some Bible. I tell you what, the preacher preached the word of God and I learned how to live a better life. But do you live that life in front of those people? We used to have visitations in our churches. Many churches today don't have church-wide knocking on door visitation like we used to. But dear friend, listen. We have people who would come to visit. They, they, on the job that day, they would tell somebody a dirty joke and that night they'd go visit them wanting them to get saved or get in church. And the, they knew it was a hypocrite. You can't, do, you can't live like the world and live for God at the same time. I was told that one time. I was told, listen, don't you send so-and-so to visit our house. We don't care about seeing that hypocrite. And so today, dear friend, can we be, can God rely on us to be what he said for us to be? Ephesians 2.21, in whom all thy building the building fitly framed together, growth unto an holy temple in the Lord. In other words, he is the one who holds the whole building together and makes it grow into a sacred temple dedicated 
to the Lord. Now what is a sacred temple? Our body is a temple of the Holy Ghost which lives within us. That's Our body is the body of the Holy Ghost and we are a sacred temple. And so we are to be dedicated to the Lord. I like the songs the children used to sing, the Lord's still working on me. And I tell you, I got a long way to go, but the Lord's still working on me. And I'm still trying by the grace of God to live a life that's pleasing unto him and stay in the center of the will of God. We've got to, Christians, if our church is going to grow and the people in, in our, our world today, if they're going to see Jesus in us, we've got to be relied upon. We've got to grow in reliance that we know God and we're showing him and we're letting others see Jesus in our hearts and in our lives. <clears throat> when Christians depend on their own strength, they fall. I'll tell you tonight, dear friend, you can't live a Christian life on your own strength. You can't do it. How you know, preacher? Because I've tried it. <laughs> you will fall flat. You can't do it. Don't you ever think that you, just because you've been to church, just because you've been saved, and you know you're a child of God, you can't live your life on your own strength. My friend, never will there come a day that you have as much power as the devil has unless you are saved by the grace of God Unless we keep our eyes on Jesus and our prayer be, oh God, I dedicate myself to thee. I want you to lead my life and help me not to try to live my life on my own strength. But friend, listen, to overcome the devil and what the devil has to offer us tonight, we must rely on the power of Almighty God. It's got to be that way. We can't do it on our own. A lot of us try, but we fail. Finite powers falter, but God's infinite power never fails. Infinite means unlimited. And unlimited power God has. We can overcome any obstacle that the world has and the devil has to throw at us tonight if we have the power of God in our lives. Christian growth and stability and steadfastness. Now listen, can the world, can the church, we who are born again children of God, can we be counted on to, do we have the stability or the stickability to be what God would have us to be? Do we have the steadfastness? I believe we ought to stand fast in the doctrines of the word of God. Listen, tonight I say to you without apology, I've never seen the word of God being watered down today by Christians as it is today. In many of our churches, we're watering down the word of God. But folks, listen, I don't believe in watering it down. I'll tell you what's the truth. I believe with all of my soul, if God said it, that settles it. Somebody said, well, God said it. I believe it and that settles it. That settles it whether we believe it or not. Ain't got nothing to do with what we believe. But dear friend, I believe today we ought to grow in stability 
and steadfastness as we follow the example of Jesus Christ. The more like Jesus we become, the more reliable Christian and the more reliable servant of the Lord Jesus Christ we will be. In today's troubled world, Christians need to have or need more and more. We in this world today, we need more and more to rely on the strength that Jesus gives. I realize I never get, I get out of my, now sometimes I forget I'm human. But just about before I get out of the morning, I get up praying, I go to bed praying. I, I go to bed, I get up in the morning, before I wake up, before I get out of bed, I pray. And, and the last thing I remember when I go to bed, I pray. Go to sleep, I pray. Listen, friend, I pray every morning before I get out of the bed, God, I can't make it today without you. I, I, I want to rely on you. And I want, I want people to see that I'm relying on you. I can't make it on my own because I know the devil has tactics out there in front of us that's going to destroy us if he possibly can. She see, the devil knows that the Lord's coming soon. He knows that we don't have long to go on this earth. He's doing everything he can to destroy our churches and families and Christians. As fast as he can work, we better not listen to him. My friend, we need to have our strength from Christ who liveth within us. First Peter 5, 7 says, Casting all your cares upon him, for he careth for you. Do you really believe that? Do you really believe that? You don't have to lift your hand and say, yeah, you don't have to. But listen, if we literally believe that we can cast all of our cares on him because he cares for us, why do we worry ourselves all the time? Why do we worry ourselves to death about everything? God said, I'll take care of it. And my wife says, I worry because I ain't got nothing to worry about. I guess we all do to a certain certain time. But dear friend, listen. The third letter is the letter O. And I believe we ought to grow in obedience. Grow in obedience. <clears throat> the Bible said in 1 Peter 2, 2, Desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. There's a lot of Christians, Paul said, was still growing, trying to, trying to grow, and they still receive the milk of the word like babies do today. But they never grew into maturity as a grown-up Christian eating the, the meat of the word. A lot of us live on the milk of the word and not the meat of the word. God's will must become the Christian's desire. Uh, me and my wife went to Salem last week and I preached at uh, Calvary Baptist Church at Salem. On the way up there, we saw about three or four, I don't know, two or three or four people cutting grass. And us going to worship, and there they was cutting grass. And would you believe there was one man using a weed eater? <laughs> I told him in church up there last Sunday morning, I said, a man must be crazy that would miss church to use a weed eater. That thing kills me. It just kills, I hate that thing with a passion. 
I hate to use the weed eater, but listen to me, friend. I believe that as a child of God, I believe we ought not to desecrate Sunday, the day of God, the day that God's given us to worship. I believe that we ought to have a desire to worship Him in spirit and in truth. Now, if we follow the dictates of our own will, if we follow the dictate of others, if these are more important than God's will, we can really, can we really claim to be one of His? If other things in the world claim our attention more than worshiping God, can we claim to be a child of God when we're not obeying the things of God? Let me share this with you quickly. I was working with United Parcel Service in Anderson. Boy, I done got uptown. I bought me a boat, trailer, and oh, I was having me a time fishing. A lot of times it was on the Lord's day. <coughs> Backslid on God. And I'm not throwing off on you if you've got a boat. Don't you think I'm doing that? No, no. It's not wrong to have a boat, but it's wrong for the boat to have you. <laughs> But I got to missing church. My wife would get the youngers up and go to church while I was gone fishing for the weekend. I never shall forget one morning about 10.30, we was fishing for catfish on the Catawba River. Man, we was catching fish coming and going. But I tell you, God just simply, he didn't speak to me with an audible voice. But God said, your wife's at home. In Sunday school with those girls. Boy, you are a real daddy. Here you sat down here fishing while your wife got up and got them ready. You say you're a Christian. And I'm telling you, my, my soul, God pressed upon my heart what I was doing wrong. And I made God sitting in the middle of Catawba River in a boat. I made God a promise. I said, Lord... If you'll let me get home, if you'll let me get home, I'll sell boat, motor, and trailer. Our center manager, Tom, <clears throat> he had said something about wanting my boat. I said, Tom, you still want the boat? He said, yeah. I said, well, you've seen my boat. Would you like to have it? He said, I sure would. He said, I said, make me a price on it. And he made me a price. I said, when are you going to come get it? He said, when you want me to come get it? I said this afternoon. And I never have had another boat. I love to fish, but I don't fish on the Lord's day. But my friend, like I said a while ago, there ain't nothing wrong with you having your boat. Not, not a thing in the world. If you was down yonder in Texas, boy, I tell you, there's a lot of people love to see you coming in a boat. There's boats going everywhere down there trying to save them people. But I'll tell you, when it comes to the point like I was in, backslid on God on the Lord's day fishing, when I would have been in the Lord's house with my wife and daughters, dear friend, there I was out of God's will. I was, at, I was not disobeying God. I disobeyed God when I knew I ought to be in church. My friend, listen, I sold boat, motor, and trailer, never owned another one. I didn't have a boat. The boat had me. It had me under its control, and it got me back in a backslidden condition, but I come back to God, and I've been there ever since. And dear friend, listen, I believe with all of my heart
God reveals his will to us if we'll obey it. If, if, we, if God knows we're not going to obey, obey his will, he's not going to give it to us. He's going to give his will to somebody who will obey it and not disobey it. He enables us to perform his will when we believe and act upon his directions and his promises. Christians must desire God's word if they're to do God's will. This is my road map and this is your road map on the way to heaven. This is a book that we ought to live by daily. We ought to daily be in the word of God because in the word of God is where you will find God's will. Only by wholehearted receiving and obeying the word of God can we obtain spiritual growth. Now I'm a growing boy. Man told me the other day, he said, he was kind of sarcastic and I'm like Kenny. I try not to let nobody make nothing on me. And he walked up to me, patted me on the bed. I don't know why people do that. He said, you need to lose some of that, don't you? And I ain't planning on giving it away. I'll just keep it because God gave it to me and I can't get rid of it. No way, I'll have to eat too much. But anyway, dear friend, listen to me. We need to be receiving and obeying God's word so that we can grow spiritually. Oh, I grow physically by eating. But my friend, you know what I'd love to do? When I, I go to the... I want it to be said, that man left this place full. That's what I go for. If I go to a restaurant, don't want to come out half full. I want to come out full. Well, listen, when I come to church, my soul needs feeding. My spiritual inward part of my body needs feeding. And when I come to church, I don't want to come to church and be bored. I want to come to church. And when I leave, I want to be able to say, I have had my soul fed by the Holy Spirit of Almighty God. And the Word of God has touched my heart today. I want my soul, I need my soul fed every day. But there's one other letter, and I'll quote it. The letter is W, grow in wisdom and knowledge. Uh, do you know much more about the Word of God than you did when you, get, when you got saved? Oh, there's so much of it I don't know. I'm ashamed of myself. Oh, you're a preacher. You ought to know it all. No, I don't either. I don't know it all. There's a lot that I don't understand. But thank God I ain't going to give up on it. I'm going to stay there till I can. Till I can understand. The Bible said in 2 Peter 3.18, we are commanded to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We are to grow in wisdom and knowledge. I'm glad to know him tonight. I might not understand everything. I never have learned where we come from yet. My friend, let me tell you something. Go home and lay your pillar down. Now lay your head down on your pillar tonight and start thinking about where was God before everything was created. God always has been here, but where was he at? They wasn't nothing. You start thinking about that if you want your mind boggled. <laughs> I don't know where he's at. I'll know when I get to heaven. But dear friend, listen. Failure to grow in wisdom 
and failure to grow in understanding limits the Christian's outreach for God and helpfulness to others. Helpfulness to others. If you go to work in the morning and somebody comes up to you and says, Hey, i got a question for you. And they ask you a question about the Bible. Can you answer it? Sometimes we can and sometimes we can't. Sometimes we have to say, I don't know. And I'd rather, I'd rather somebody tell me, I don't know, than tell me a lie. Because we got people that want to know the Word of God. And we are to have wisdom so that we can tell them. We're to have knowledge so that we can tell them what the Word of God says. Christians are promised to have wisdom if we will consider Jesus and lean on Him. The Bible said in uh, James 1, 5 and 6, If any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God that give it to all men liberally, and upbraid it not, and it shall be given unto him. But let him ask in faith nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. Dear friend, tonight, listen. Christians who are wise glorify God and we are a blessing to others. We're a blessing to others. Sometime, you know, I guess every one of us got a little bit of temper. I tell him sometimes when God saved me and God called me to preach, he got just about all of my temper, temper but I still got about that much. <laughs> I would, a while back, I had a sign on my truck. My wife said my truck is too big and she don't want to drive it. And so a man called the house and wanted to know what I wanted for my truck. And my wife told him, said, I think he wants 13. He said, I can buy them all day for 6500 like that. And man, I come that close, getting his phone number off their phone and calling him. When he went and got him one, bring me one, I'd love to have one too. He won't buy my truck for 6500 because it'll sit there in the yard. We decided to keep it anyway. I told my wife, I said, maybe too big for you to drive, but you don't drive it that much anyway. And they too much and... We done got too old for debt, folk. <laughs> Drawing Social Security, you don't buy too much on the credit. But anyway, dear friend, listen. I believe with all of my heart, we ought to be a blessing to others. My wife said, you know what my wife said when I, when I told her I had a good mind to call that man? She said, that wouldn't be the Christian thing to do. And it wouldn't. So I'm glad I didn't call him. I hope he got him a truck for 6500 because he sure won't get ours. He won't get that for that much. But anyway, so I believe that we need to, Christian, we need to grow in wisdom. We need to grow in wisdom and knowledge. We're to grow and mature spiritually. Do you have a spiritual appetite? Do you have a spiritual desire to serve God with all your being? Let's pray more. Let's read the Bible more. Let's let God give us a desire to stay in his word and to pray. So many of us today don't talk to God like we ought to. Now, if my wife went a week at our house without speaking to me, it'd be the devil to pay. It'd be rough. Me and my wife ain't going to walk around that house no week and not speak now. 
Because I'll tell you right now, we'd have a tear-down drag-out. Because we'd really talk, we'd talk where our neighbors could hear us. I don't want to go a week without talking to my wife. Well, how do you think God thinks when we go sometime, we're his child. And we'll go a week or two weeks without spending time in prayer with our Heavenly Father. How do you think he feels? We need to have wisdom to stay in the book and stay close to God. Our text speaks truth in love. The truth in love may grow up in all Unto him in all things. Grow in grace. Grow in reliance. Grow in obedience. Grow in wisdom. Dear friend, I don't know exactly what God's will for your life is. I don't know. But I do know one thing. The Bible teaches. I can know this about you and me both as Christians. I know that God wants all of his children to grow in grace. And I believe we ought to grow tonight. I don't believe we ought to stay spiritual babies. I believe we ought to mature. Oh, listen, how many people's on? How could you endure it tonight if you went home and said you knew your son or daughter was not a Christian? They was dying going to hell. How could you endure that? Oh, preacher, I don't know what I'd do if my family wouldn't say well, if they're not saved, are you trying to get them saved? Are you trying to witness to them? What about the person you work close to? Do you know whether they're Christian or not? How long has it been since you asked them have they been saved by the grace of God? You ought to think something. You ought to have wisdom enough to think, hey, I can't let that person go to hell without me talking to them about Jesus. Folks, let's, let's grow up. Let's be the Christian God would have us to be. Let's be the witness out here in our community that we ought to be. As our instruments play, as a man comes, if we have an invitation hymn, I'm going to be down front. If you need to come, I'll be glad to pray with you. If you need to come and bow at the altar, that would be fine too. We're going to give an invitation. We're not going to sing long.